0: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL.
1: This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with season four, episode 30 as the Halakness monster has once again struck and the New York Rangers enter the All-Star break uh, as winners. Uh, A lot of stuff to kind of talk about, random stuff, uh, you know, heading into the All-Star break with, you know, uh, extensions and, you know, where the New York Rangers stand uh, as we enter the All-Star break and a couple of off-ice
0: issues as well. So, but first I got to ask Andy, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. I just got back from brunch and ate a Zedano chara sized amount of chilaquiles. So uh, I am sitting here drinking a coffee, trying to digest. So if you hear me moaning in the background while James is discussing uh, the Rangers, uh, just don't mind me. That's just me. uh, Slowly digest. Yeah, I am a bit hungover. Uh, Yesterday I had a little uh, shindig
1: for my birthday, and I just... Just can't hang, can't hang like I used to. So uh, if you hear me struggling as well, I also apologize. So, um, but yeah, other than that, Andy, uh, shall we start the podcast off with, let's just start the podcast off with one of the more confusing things that I think has happened in the New York Rangers world in a while. Um, So if you want to start that, you go right ahead.
0: Yeah, so I would imagine by now, if you're listening to this, you've heard, or you've basically. Uh, have been following. There's been some confusion over the New York Rangers had a pride night the other night, which is uh, a night in which they uh, support the LGBTQI uh, community. And they've done it for the last few seasons. And obviously they write, they light the garden up in uh, with rainbow colors and the, the rainbow flag. It looks awesome by the way. And then usually the players will don, um, a special warm-up jersey that gets auctioned off for charity, and then they use the uh, rainbow pride tape on their their stick blades when they go out for warm-ups, and then they don't wear them in the game. but They just wear them in warm-ups, and then, uh, like I, I said, sign them said order. said uh, jerseys get yeah auctioned off. Uh, well, uh, I guess to a lot of people' surprise, when they still did, they still lit the garden up, and they still. Um, uh, they still did a whole ceremony uh, with a puck drop of a, of a member of the, I believe it was, was it the New, the New York uh, Gay Hockey Association? I'm not sure. but The, they, uh, yeah, they, they, the head yeah. of it, yeah. The head of it, yeah. And who I think has dropped the puck at these games before. you know. So they still did that, but the players didn't wear the special warm-up jerseys and no one had pride tape on, which was interesting because they sent out a, coming up, leading up to this event, they sent out the same... Usual email blast that they usually do, saying they're going to do the same thing, and then they didn't. And this comes uh, a couple weeks after the Ivan Provorov refusing to, to don it, uh, the, the warm-up jersey or the, the pride tape, just based on, he cites his uh, religious beliefs for why he did not want to do that. Um, so, I think there was clearly a lot of confusion about it, considering most of the Rangers on this team have done it before. And the Rangers not explaining why they did this. I think afterwards they had a pretty much a nothing burger of a statement. They didn't really even address like why they chose to, they just said something about respecting the player's choice to participate, um, which is strange because again, everyone on this team has done it. So, and in subsequent interviews with like the New York Post, I think Molly Walker and Larry Brooks and Vincent Mercagliano. They've asked, and, and they, although they haven't named the players, most, I think they've spoken to multiple players who just said, yeah, we were surprised to not see them hanging. You know what I mean? Because obviously the speculation at first is, well, did a player go to management after in the light of the Provarov thing and said, I don't believe, you know, I don't support this either. And I don't want to wear the jerseys or I refuse or whatever. And instead of, where uh, the Flyers made Provarov, or I don't know if they made him, but they, Provarov, Voice that publicly, they just said no one's doing it. So it was a a way to protect the player or players, if that was the case. But then you have all these instances of of players saying, "Yeah, we fully expected to do it," and then we get there and they're not hanging in our lockers. So, which is really strange. And there's obviously a lot of theories floating around. I think Larry Brooks just had yet another article drop today on it, which I haven't gotten a chance to read yet. But well, my
1: initial thing was. That and the, the first thing I thought of was that the New York Rangers, because it fell on a night where they were rocking their thirds, uh, the you know, the Liberty jerseys, I thought maybe you know, the NHL was kind of being greedy and wanted that to be the focus of the evening, have their third jerseys, but you know, because when you're watching, when you're watching the game on TV, you wouldn't know really what jerseys they're r- really wearing during warmups. So um, I-, I don't know. Cause I, I, I didn't, I didn't turn the game on until yeah. w- like this drop of the puck essentially. So I like, yeah. I had no idea that that was even like, they didn't do it. Yeah. So uh, that yeah. immediately was my thought was like, maybe they just wanted those to be the focus. But then you read that the players were just kind of as confused as as you know the fa- some of the fans were which made me believe that two things they number one may- the jerseys just never showed up <laughs> to the arena Yeah. or two, uh, management said we're not doing this i highly uh, doubt it was a
0: player because they've wasn't all done it in the past well they've all done it in the past um and i know that a good portion of the leadership group truba Pryder, sabanajad that's like that's basically your big three. They, they're some of the longest tenured there at this point. You have your captain and two of his assistants who have also in the past been very openly uh, pro, like very pro about, um, you know, you can play in inclusivity in hockey and LGBTQI community. Uh, so I doubt it was them. And again, we, we, it was kind of backed up by the fact that the player, unless another player went to management behind their backs. But and also to your point, with maybe it was here's, at first it was like, did the league say this? Well, uh, other teams are still wearing them, and did the pride tape, and also they reached out. Someone I forget who it was reached out to Commissioner Daly, and he said, no, we did not mandate or tell the Rangers they didn't, you know, have to wear it or couldn't. We didn't say anything about it, you know. Hmm. So it's I. I mean, I speculate that as someone who's been in the news, I do wonder if this came down from Dolan. I mean, I don't know or or someone in the Rangers front office hearing the pro Rob thing is like, maybe not without even consulting them, just saying like, maybe some of our players don't want to do this. So we're just not going to do it. We're still going to do this, this, but we're then going to just, I which I don't know, which is a weird listen. Cause eventually like this is the type of thing. Cause clearly there's a backlash now we've been talking about it for a week. And it's the, as the more vague statements that get put out, the more obfuscation and strange. Cause you know, I don't know. It's just, it's the optics of it are, are kind of sus, man. It's just like, you do it for every other thing. Well, it's weird that they, so they definitely announced that they were going to do it. Yeah, that's good. And they've done it in the past. And No,
1: no, that's the I thing. I, I, they've definitely done it over the last couple of years. I, and then everyone's like pointing to specific players, but like, that doesn't even really make any sense because like... Who and the, all the leadership
0: guys have done this before? Not not to meme it up here, but Tony D'Angelo does it every year, apparently. Okay? <laughs> so not, not to to throw that fuel on the fire, but yeah, I mean, uh, and uh again, it's unless someone is very very orthodox, like I don't, you know, I, in their religion, I, I just don't know. I mean, listen, I'm and, not. And, and listen, I I'm not. I'm not trying to start a a whole witch hunt on which players are support supporting and which ones are secretly not. Cause that's a, a you don't want to play that game. You don't know how these people feel individually. Like I don't want it like with that at least baselessly, you know, you would like to think they're all supportive and inclusive, but are they, we don't are know. They, but, but at they, the do same, they
1: have the jerseys like, cause they signed them and then they auction them off. Yeah. Apparently has that they still donated.
0: Happening? That didn't happen this year clearly. Cause they, I think money still got donated, but I don't know if they did the auction because there was no jerseys to auction. Like, where are the jerseys? That's the question. I don't think they never showed up. Uh, So that's why I I do have to read that article that Brooks uh, put out today because I do wonder if it would answer more of those questions.
1: Like, someone needs Um, to step up and and show me. I want to see the jerseys. You know, because if the jerseys never appeared, then that means either someone dropped the ball and forgot like to order them. Maybe they thought the league was supplying them, and it's the Rangers. Like either it's, gone, it's went down that road, or someone from management said, "Forget, forget the jerseys. We're not doing the jerseys." But it's like weird yeah. that they wouldn't also do the tape. Then, like it's one thing if the jerseys just never showed up to the ring. I don't know. Like I don't. <laughs> did the jerseys get stolen? But this is where I, like because it, it, it makes zero sense, Andy. I'm like, I'm going down the path of like the jerseys got stolen in the tape. Like, cause it, other than that, there's no, there's no answer.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, as you're talking to me, I'm, I'm, I'm perusing Brooks's latest article and he just doubles down on what we've heard already in that a, a few players have told him that the players not been consulted and only learned they would be they wouldn't be wearing him uh, when out. they report to the rink. You know what I mean? So he Brooks does go on to say the inference is that a high level executive feared that the prospect of an opt out would become divisive and intervene to prevent that. Hmm. Uh, but it should be noted, however, the Rangers wore rainbow themed warm up tapes and 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 uh, warm ups and used the tape rainbow tape celebrating Pride Night the previous two seasons. No one will step forward take credit or accountability for the call as if it were immaculate decision rendered by a tablet on a mountain top. Uh. So, yeah, I, I think that seems to be the 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 one that has the most legs that someone is like, well, if one of our players wants to tries or wants to do what Provorov did, it's going to bring such a negative spotlight that we're just going to do this blanket. No one's doing it. And then it's going to be. But this is not better. Yeah, this but is who. Well, that's almost. Well, I won't. It's say worse it's more... because you uh... say what you will. Listen, I, I don't agree with Provorov and I think that's a pretty shitty position to take. But he the flyers if i don't know if they told him but they said well he doesn't want and obviously torrell's comments too were stupid but um it's like he well he has to have he he said it well he yeah well yeah i you know i don't know it's just but he basically he faced the music whereas you now you have a position where it's like there's all and now it's like it's almost as now people are speculating that there's like a contingent of Rangers that didn't want to do it when it seems that the truth is that they were fully going to do it. And then yet someone above them was like, well, I don't want to have ha, see what ha, see the pro Rob thing happen here. So I'm going to just make this decision before it even happens. Well, even I it might I, not have happened. I'm so saying it's better
1: in, in a, a view that the Rangers didn't make the decision and that one person above them made the decision. Like, I'm saying, like, at least it's not like the Rangers are divided on this because we even said, like, who would the new Ranger be that, like, wouldn't support it? Like, Halak or Trochek were like the only two guys where you're like, I believe they've done it in the past. And then everyone else is
0: expendable. Like You could literally just scratch them for that, for that particular yeah. game if you don't well, want to make a... Well, this a, is the, a- the dumb thing is that when a player does something like this, like Ivan Pro, Pro Rob does this, but the rest of the Flyers do, you can be like, Ivan Pro Rob sucks, and, I, and it, like it's really shitty that whatever, is that didn't bench him, or whatever you want to think. But at the end of the day, the, the Flyers put on this, you know, they... They they got the jerseys together and the players that got to wear them, don them, support them. When the Rangers front office or gen, whoever up the food chain, whether it's Dolan or someone in the Rangers direct team front office, um, makes this decision, now you have fans who are like, "Well, I'm not like my my money goes to them. It's one thing if a player does something, but you know, there's more than just them to, to the crest of the I Rangers team. But like, why would it's just?" Why would Dolan make know, all sense. of a sudden now, like does
1: Dolan really follow yeah. the flyers do though? And he's dealing with a whole different other animal that we can
0: <laughs> get into. Well, yeah, we haven't even spoken about him versus the, the, the New York state liquor board, but that, that right. might be another podcast, but no, it's, it's just, that's the thing. I think you and I were talking off mic about this, that unfortunately we can't really add much to this conversation. Cause we're, I think we're just as confused as everyone else. It's confusing. There's not a lot of answers here. Maybe in a, maybe eventually we'll get the, we'll figure out what actually happened or one of the beat writers will get to the bottom of it. But it's just, it's just something that didn't have to happen and just created a stupid, you know, uh, a maelstrom of, of, of just, yeah, of, of ill will and, and hurt feelings. And honestly, it's a disappointment.
1: Yeah. When you you say you're going to do something, you do it. And if, listen, if, I don't know when the announcement was made that the New York Rangers would be wearing those jerseys, you know, and auctioning them off. Like at the end of the day, you shouldn't pull the plug. Like you make that decision prior to making an announcement because now you just look like an idiot in the organization that you're going back on your word when, you know, you know damn well that you know what the backlash would be like, you know, like I, I you know, I, listen. If you have this community, obviously, is going to be pissed off. Just like if you did it on, you know, you know, breast cancer awareness month, if you pulled those jerseys too, like, you know, it would offend a lot of other, like, a lot of, you know, a lot of people too. So it's just, it's just a weird way to approach it because either way, you're drawing negative attention. And it just, uh, yeah, and I don't think any- it doesn't make any sense because I don't think there's a single ranger that would have not wearing them because we've seen them all wear it in the past. So. It's a kind of a cop-out, I think, to say that, well, the person in charge didn't want the Rangers to be divided, like, on the ice. And even, but I I don't even know. All I got to say is that they need, I need to see the, I want to see the jerseys. Like, I know this is, like, kind of, like, crazy, but I want to, I want to see the box of jerseys, like. Did they were they even ever made like were, were the Rangers ever even having the intention
0: of using the jersey? That's why I want to see them. Yeah, I think we'll eventually get the uh, the, the truth. And I also imagine slash hope that next year they just or, you know, or hell, maybe even as soon as this, some, another time this season they they don. No, you can't jerseys. do it now. Well, well, yeah, now that's it's the thing. just
1: that, Now it's just you can't do it. It's, disingenuous well, it's,
0: it's, it's disingenuously performative. Yes, you're right. Um, but now you're just doing it because the like people got angry and you're like no 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 no. see yeah
1: and then it's like well no because that's not what this is about
0: no exactly so yeah so obviously you hope they whoever is in charge whoever made this decision um yeah this that this is just not the case going forward because it's clearly important to you know a lot of people and it's you know there's uh Pretty soon, I mean, if if you have a player like Luke Prokop who is going to could very I'm t- I'm feasibly you, make my, the NHL. My that's My original important. theory,
1: my original theory, I think is going to hold, hold true.
0: What I, that uh that the that N- they never even ordered that the, the NHL jersey?
1: wanted the third jerseys to be
0: the, the focus. But they've—I feel like they've worn them six times already. I don't they've know why they've worn them
1: six times. But and it's I, you
0: only wear them in warm-ups, which barely gets broadcast. So I don't—I don't, I don't know—I don't know if I think that's the case. To be honest, I don't know. I, I don't... think I think people. I think people
1: thought that it probably wasn't that big of a deal, and they wanted to keep the third jerseys to focus
0: yeah. to sell. Well, to sell more of those. I think we will eventually get the answer, and unfortunately, it's going to be just yet is even more disappointing than what. Uh, all the questions we have right now, but let's hope it. It they get to the bottom of it because again, this is just this whole thing was a was egg on the Rangers' face and stupid and honestly uh, was yeah was a slap in the face to a big con- a supportive contingent of their fan base. So uh, yeah, don't uh, don't be fucking stupid. Do do the right thing here. Moving on, uh, like you said, James, the Rangers go into the All Star break with a win and. Prior to this three-game segment, I believe you asked me what was, as you usually do, what was an acceptable number of points for the Rangers. And I, I said I wanted them to get five, but I would be happy with four, and they got five. So um, the nuance of how they got those five is a little different. But I think the big story for me with the Rangers this year is that when I when I microanalyze things, I'm not always happy with this team. But then when I kind of pull out, I'm like, Oh, but actually it's fine. You know what I mean? Which is funny where you kind of realize that the totality of a season, uh, even though sometimes like, for example, that Toronto game was a very winnable game. And honestly, they should have had six points, but just, they kind of just lost the plot towards the end there. But that being said, they, they, won two of their three games and they dropped one in overtime. So they at least got a point. So they're, they are collecting points and they're pretty comfortably in that third spot in the Metro. So, and they have some separation on the wild card, at least going into the all-star break. So uh, yeah, it doesn't look so bad, but I am curious to get your thoughts on just the Rangers play as of late, how you feel about them going into the all-star break and um, you know, et cetera. Well, I mean, they broke the curse of the Liberty jersey. So that,
1: on top of the two points that they got against the, the Golden Knights, is huge. Um, you know, me going into this break, listen, every game is important. So I think for the Rangers, consistency is going to be key. You hate that they dropped the game to Toronto, but I don't know. For me, the game against Toronto, you you. you collapse you get into overtime you knew that was toronto's game to win uh i just if i had to give you a state of which you know what my feelings are confidence wise going into the playoffs listen i'm happy with how the rangers are doing in the regular season right if you told me they were 27 14 and 8 heading into the all-star break in their first 49 games of the season i'd probably take it because I think you and me both kind of thought maybe there was going to be a little bit of a, a digression here. Um, but the New York Rangers are, are kind of hanging in that tier two pack uh, of, you know, teams in the East. And, you know, I don't think they're better than Carolina. I don't think they're better than New Jersey. They're not better than Boston. Toronto, I think they can compete. I think Toronto, New York Rangers and Tampa are kind of that tier two pack. And the tier three pack right now, I would put you know Washington, Pittsburgh, Buffalo as you know, you know that third pack fighting for the wild card. So yeah, I, I'm I'm happy with the Rangers so far, but I I don't have much confidence going into the playoffs. Like if you told me right now the New York Rangers are playing the New Jersey Devils in the playoffs, I would have a big gulp in my mouth, and be like, oh boy, like we're gonna be in trouble here, but you know it is what it, it is what it is like you get to the playoffs and it's a coin toss you just you just never know so yeah i mean i'm happy with this january overall um i'd like a little bit more consistency up front in terms of our forwards uh i really love our defense um especially their offensive pro- productivity this season uh our goaltending has been awesome Halak is I think he might be one of the best goalies in the league right now over his last five games. Hold on. I think shout out to Dave who literally just sent this uh, screenshot of a tweet. The hottest goalie in the NHL right now, New York Rangers goalie Yar- Yaroslav Halak. He's five Oh and zero in his last five starts with a 0.938 save percentage and a 1.8 goals against average. So the Halakness monster has been an absolute stud. Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, I'd give them right now a solid B plus going into the All Star break. The only thing I wish I saw more of is guys like Panarin, Isabenejad, Kreider. I need those guys to to pick it up offensively. Other than that, I mean, it is what it is, Andy. You know what?
0: How would you rate this team going into the All Star break? I think you, I, my thoughts pretty much in line with yours, and to. Kind of jump off what I had said up top about maybe when you microanalyze, you have a lot that you're like, oh, this needs to be cleaned up and they're really deficient here and this and that. But then when you pull out to the the larger overall view, you're a lot happier and comfortable with it. Going into the season, I think we had both agreed that the Rangers were going to kind of be a team that they, although they should be better on paper, that there might be a little bit of regression in terms of just... That maybe the onus to to really push might not be there, but ultimately, knowing they ran out of gas last year, uh they might be in a stronger position and more have more in the tank uh come playoff time, and honestly, that feels like a pretty accurate assessment to me. I don't remember too many games this year where the Rangers looked totally gassed from dumping the tank, like they won some 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 flat out uh, open ice uh, back and forth shootouts not not shootouts but you know what i mean like just back and open ice uh, running gun games last year and they gave up a lot but igor was standing on his head and they they were comeback kings last year although they've gotten pretty they're still pretty good comeback team this year but it just seems that they're just a lot better at playing within themselves and they're not so much living and dying, you know. This is obviously helmet toss aside because they were almost they took that too much to heart, where they were almost a little too lackadaisical and They just need to find a little bit more urgency. But since then, I think they've regressed to what they are. They're a team that is ultimately like okay defensively, but not great. They're like a middle of the pack defensive team. They're kind of like a middle of the pack to slightly uh, above average offense team but they have elite goaltending um they have very good goaltending their special teams their pk's been very good this year but their power play has obviously cooled off a lot since last year where it was so hot but um they still have yeah they still have enough shooting talent to like to 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 get past those things so and that's what I thought going to the year, and that's what they are now. And but you remember you know how much they improved after the deadline last year with the improvement. So you have to hope Drury can do have his finger on the pulse like he did last year and just get just what the what ails his team, because I think they're still obviously looking for some cohesion, because the lines are literally different from game to game, and the, the pairs have final you could say they've finally been stabilized a bit with the Harper signing, which we will talk about. But um it seems like they're still searching because in a perfect world right now, it's like, well, the kid lines are, is back and they're performing well. So that's great. Uh, the fourth line is still, eh, you know, there's some good and bad with that, but it seems like the Trocheck Kreider, uh, Goudreau like, line is actually, has had pretty, some good games here since they've been put together. They finally get Kreider back on the left side. Clearly it was not working with him on the right. He looked totally out of whack, but Panarin and Zubanajad together and VC, although I think defensively, uh, Zubanajad and VC are a good defensive pair. Which kind of maybe Panarin, who gets himself in trouble sometimes, it's kind of limited that they're just not scoring at maybe the clip you would hope they would be. Um, But yeah, I think for as many uh, maybe you could say flaws and holes or whatever, you still look at as a flawed team, they're still good enough to be third and arguably the toughest uh, division in the league. So. That's honestly a good when you pull out that's honestly a good spot to be in so they're clear they're definitely you could say I don't know if you'd say a dark Horse team, but like use the way you put it James they're in that b like we've seen plenty of b tier teams go on to have a run and win the Stanley Cup you know, and we've seen plenty of teams that literally uh dominate the NHL regular season uh just kind of have an embarrassing you know Tampa getting swept by Columbus years ago the Panthers literally barely making out of a seven game series after having uh you know winning the presence trophy last year. They barely, they barely get by squeak by a, a pretty bad capitals team or pretty, you know, mediocre capitals team and then just get embarrassed by the lightning. So uh, yeah, I think they're in a good spot to, I think to hopefully to turn it on. But that being said, I think the devils are a horrible matchup for them. And if that's who they meet in the first round, they're going to, they're going to need every bit of it all, you know, but I, I still, they still have a puncher's chance though. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time, pretty unrealistic. I know I've had my fair share of uh, New Year's resolutions talking about how I'm going to eat better and work out more and go for more runs and hikes and go to the gym more. And that lasts all of a week and a half. I've actually found though, that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact. And in the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase, because even the smallest things can be a part of that big change, as long as it's something you do every day, or use every day, like my Raycon earbuds. Raycon is a premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon has got you covered. And yes, Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each, or a pair and a spare, and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. On top of that, they have functions such as earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect and comfortable fit, and many more. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com THPN today to get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com THPN to score 15% off. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Listen, I don't think there's a matchup
1: right now. And let's just say, hypothetically speaking, that the playoffs were back to, you know, when they were uh, one through eight. I really don't think if you look at all the, all the, you know, every single team that's in a playoff spot right now, there's no team where I'd say, oh, the Rangers got this one. Like every, every matchup is going to be a battle, no matter who is playing. I think obviously Boston and Carolina are definitely a, a step above everybody else, but I still think that they could fall. Like I am, listen, I know Boston has only six losses in the whole season, but I'm telling you, like, they could fall very easily in the playoffs. It's a different animal, just and it could be an injury. It could be just a fluky win that that you know someone gets that gives them momentum, uh, a hot goaltender. You know if they end up playing Pittsburgh in the first round and and just Pittsburgh gets the goaltending that you kind of saw last year, uh, you know maybe they do pull off a miracle and beat Boston in seven. You just you just never never ever know. And you know looking at. You know, even if it's Buffalo, man, you know, Buffalo is not going to just fucking back down and, and say, oh, we're playing Boston. Let's roll over and play dead here. It's like, that's that's not the attitude of these teams going into the playoffs. So, um, yeah, the New York Rangers facing Jersey in the first round. Yeah, that'd be a little troublesome only because of how New Jersey plays. But it doesn't really matter. You, you have to play perfect hockey, perfect 60 minutes to beat anybody in the playoffs. And that's, I think, gonna be the Rangers Kryptonite. I don't think the Rangers consistently put together 60 minutes uh to win a playoff round. Now, is this the team that we're gonna go to battle with in the playoffs? Probably not. I don't know what jury has up his sleeve. And um obviously as it gets closer to the trade deadline we'll we'll have a better idea of what changes the New York Rangers will make. But, you know, overall, the New York Rangers are certainly capable of being a very good regular season team. I don't know if they're capable of winning a playoff round and it's not really just the knock about the ranger on the rangers it's more so just you know look at the east it's a gauntlet it's going to be tough for anybody to get through uh to the stanley
0: cup final yeah i wish they were in the west they would i think they could make it to the western conference final uh going away you know what i mean but but like even looking at the west andy
1: Like, it's a toss-up. Like, I I don't believe in any team in the West, which is kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, unless they get healthy enough, Colorado eventually gets Landeskog back, uh, and they just, they just, they flip the switch, you know, kind of like Tampa has done the past few seasons down the stretch, although Tampa's having a strong year. They're having a stronger year than I thought. I thought they were going to regress a little bit more, but um, they've been good. I mean, Vasilevsky's been good, which helps. Um, but you know, do, and obviously having point mostly help healthy for the year has been good for them, you know? So, um, and, uh, Kucherov having another phenomenal season and stamp doesn't seem signs of stopping. So again, I think that's one of those things when you have these teams that are imperfect, but they have heavy hitters. Um, and the Rangers are definitely among that with players like Fox and, and, um, Schuster and, and, you know, um. At times, uh, Panarin and, and Zabana Jad and those guys, uh, that helps you get through because, you know, you could be a team like the Islanders who, unless they're all pl- everyone's playing at their best, they're just they're not winning. Um, although I think that's the interesting thing is I, you know, I thought everything was buttoned up, but I still think that last there was a chance that the last uh wildcard spot in the East could change that Buffalo is only one point behind Pittsburgh. And Buffalo's Pittsburgh is literally trending downwards and Buffalo has been trending upwards. They can catch them, you know, it's just one point behind, same amount of games played. Uh and I believe uh, looking at Pittsburgh's schedule after the All-Star break and looking at Buffalo's, uh I think I think it's a big chance that one of Pittsburgh or Washington might not make oh hell, you know what? I, I don't even want to say maybe the Rangers even, I don't know. But um, there's a chance that I think Buffalo can make the playoffs and one of those two teams would drop out. Well, I'll tell you right now, I mean, Washington has
1: played 51 games, so they played two more games than Pittsburgh and Buffalo, and they're only two points above Buffalo and one point exactly. above Pittsburgh. So, you know, Washington better, better, better be careful. I mean, they're 4-6-0 and, and zero in their last 10. Um, yeah, it, it, should, it listen, that little bottom group and here's the, here's the even craziest part. Like, if I'm Boston and you have to play Buffalo in the first round, that sucks because Buffalo... It's house money. Yeah, that's house money. And they're a team that can put the puck in the net. They give up a lot, but they know how to score goals. I mean, they're right. They've scored scored—they've scored one less goal than Boston this year. That's kind of scary. I mean, they give up a ton. But if you you're telling me a team that, you know... They might just be able to outscore their problems in the playoffs and just say, fuck it, you know, let's just have some fun and put and bury, yeah. bury a couple pucks and who knows,
0: you know? you know, not not to segue too much, but, you know, I thought it was interesting. I saw yesterday that uh, despite being first in the Pacific, L.A. has a negative goal differential. Come on. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Again, God, I would love for the Rangers to be in the East uh, in the West. Excuse me. But wow. Um, yeah, mine is crazy. Nine. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? listen I, I don't well and, and and i was reaching out to on twitter i was like to other kings fans i'm like how is this possible what am i looking at here and they're like when we win we usually win by a pretty tight margin and when we lose we get blown the f out but we've won by a lot of tight margins recently and when we when we're bad it's like when we're good we just hold on and when we're bad we uh we literally fall apart but we've held on more than we've fallen apart that was what there was, i was told. So. Listen, man,
1: playoffs are going to be a lot of tight games. That could be a, a blessing in disguise. Knowing how to win tight games is always, you know, it's a skill set. You know, people, you know, kind of forget, you know, I, I feel, I'm i not confident with the Rangers with with leads late in the game. You know, you saw the collapse against Toronto, the collapse against the Islanders earlier this season, the collapse a couple of times against the Devils. It's not the it's not it's not the easiest thing in the world to play with a lead in this league, you know, especially if. You know, a team gets red hot and they get the momentum back in the game. It can be tough. And listen, if you play against a team that can put the puck in the net, like like we mentioned, kind of, bu- you know, Buffalo,
0: the game, yeah. the game's not the over. Rangers haven't played Buffalo yet, right? I don't. No, think, they play them. They play them three. Have they played them yet? I don't think they've played them yet. No. They play no. They play them three times um, uh, down the stretch. So they, they
1: don't even play them in in, in February. They don't yeah, play them. I,
0: for the first yeah, they time. Don't, they, yeah, you're right. They don't I'm sorry, I have it I pulled up right here. They don't play them until March eleventh. Wow. So just interesting to think, but I'm looking at a lot of their games down the stretch and a lot of them are interdivision So I feel like the the schedule this we, year is so wonky in the matchups. Yeah. Like, I, we played the Islanders what? Uh twice, three times this year, and it's over. I know. Well, you know what's you know, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I'm looking at the schedule for
1: March that you brought it up. But like we play the Penguins on the 12th. We play Buffalo three times the in 11th. a row. Yeah, we play them. Well, we play the Penguins, the Caps, oh, sorry, Penguins no. and Penguins. And then the following week, we play
0: the Hurricanes twice. Am I looking at this correct? Do the Rangers play? They play the Penguins twice in a row but it's not a home in a way it's a home in a home yep they play them twice at home that's crazy
1: that is one of the craziest things i've seen i've
0: never have i i cannot remember the last time that happened do you
1: i i would say that it's maybe
0: never happened well clearly one of those games you have to wear your home whites I guess so. Well, if you don't win, unless the- you win it. If you win in your, if you win in your in your your home blue, then you wear home blue again. I guess, but uh, if you lose, then you, you got to switch to the home white.
1: When it gets closer to that game, there's got Vince has to put out like a tweet giving us the reason for this because
0: there's got to be a, a an actual reason, right? Yeah, I don't know scheduling weirdness. It's so weird. Whatever. But literally the month of March. So many interdivisional games for the Rangers. They've gotten most of their Western uh, games off the map. They don't play a single team in the West. Uh, Well, the Blues, technically. I'm looking at March. Uh, And I I guess Nashville is technically a Western team, right? Yeah, so. February is all West, except for a couple games. What's up? February February.
1: is like, we're doing a whole Western conference tour.
0: Yeah, but March, uh, the only teams in the West they play are the Predators and the Blues, and that's it. Everyone else is in their, is in their conference, so we'll see. Yeah, this, this season might not be buttoned up by a long shot, you know, but... That's um, why every game's important, Andy. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, uh, I did want to at least get some all-star game talk in here. The Rangers have three players representing them at the All-Star game, and it looks like none of them are going to opt out, which is pretty interesting. Um, Panarin has been, although he's been selected, I don't know if he's ever been to an All-Star game. Is that true? Uh, Even on Columbus? That's probably true. You know, this will be Igor and Fox's first All-Star game. Right? Yes. Because uh, obviously the year... Last year. And Zabenjads
1: opted out right in the past?
0: Yeah. like uh, he did get named to it, but uh, well, you know, he I think he had uh, an injury in air quotes in when he for the Rangers in, in 2019, 2020, right? Mm. Um, well no, that was or no, excuse me. that was uh, I'm trying to think was that? That was no, he was still with Columbus, right? He was still with Colt. No, no. He, no he the 2020, the 2021. Was that his first year with the Rangers? Yeah. Cause how many years with Quinn did he, Panera have one or two? He had one, right? Let me
1: get to the bottom of this right now.
0: Yeah. Sorry. I know this is great. Uh,
1: uh, no, his first year with the Rangers was 1920.
0: So yeah. So he, and he was amazing with the Rangers, but he, he was hurt for the all-star game. Uh, you know, and yeah. I say hurt in air quotes because a lot of players are hurt. But I am glad, I will say this, uh, that, you know, obviously a shame what happened to Austin Matthews apparently against the Rangers. But the fact that it's in Miami and only Kachuk was in it was bullshit. So I'm glad they got Barkov in there, but Mm -hmm. as it should be, which is stupid, but uh, it even had to get to that. But um, yeah, I mean, it it seems like all three Rangers are going to go, which will be the most of any team in the, at least in the Metropolitan Division, right?
1: Yeah, but it's like they're voted in, aren't they, by fans?
0: Yeah, it's that's and that's why though the Rangers are by far the most popular team. They have, or at least, or at least fan base wise, they're one of the biggest teams, the original six team. Uh, they do numbers. They're gonna move a lot of merchandise for the league. You know what I mean? Because there's been all this. Obviously, I think the Rangers fans don't make as much of a stink because they're never underrepresented no so much. But you know, obviously when a team that's in a smaller market is they have a player who's having an amazing year and deserves, but doesn't get in as you know, when a guy who's maybe having a a little bit sub sub, uh, standard year for their, for their uh, standards gets voted in. It's yeah, I, it feels like a little sus, you know what I mean? But, um, but at the same time, there's just a sheer, it's a fact of life. There's just more per capita Rangers fans than there might be fans of a smaller market team, unfortunately, you know? So, uh, Because I think if you ask Rangers fans, like, should Panarin go to the All Star game this year? I'd be like, no. No. Like, I like I like Panarin. I mean, you could maybe the fact he's never been, you could say, okay, I'm glad he finally gets to go. Because there's been years where he definitely should have gone, but maybe this year not so much. But Fox absolutely and Igor kind of feels like a last more for his what he did last year. But although he's having a good season, you know, not maybe not crazy as crazy as last year where he won the Vesna, but he's having a good, fairly good season. Well, I think with
1: Sorokin cooling off, that definitely helped.
0: Yeah. Well, Sorokin will be there, too. So it'll be cool to see those two who are like amazing friends, like best of friends, like, you know, just chilling, joking around together and help even like playing, taking turns in. the. Because that's the question is that I know you and I were talking about this in the past. They've done the three on three with the four divisions, right? Right. Or, uh, but now it just seems I just see an East and a Western Conference jersey. So are they just going to do a uh, team East versus team West? Well, I have uh, that's I think I asked you this on Friday and I had no idea. And I, I still, and have, no I still have no idea. And
1: I think I even looked it up and I couldn't really find the format. And when I say I looked it up, that means I spent about three seconds Googling the I Googled the question. And if it's not the first link that pops up, they no, an answer. I, I
0: I just got it. Sorry. Okay. All right. So the NHL All-Star Game will feature a three game tournament played three on three for four. A match showcasing teams from each nhl division each of the four teams will include nine skaters and two goalies so uh it's obviously not hard like you have to have this many defensemen this many forwards it's just if you're on one of the three on the ice here it's like three forwards on the ice which is cool obviously um but so i think it's the same but instead of having four jerseys they only have two which is weird so i guess it's not going to be because don't they say east and west on them am i crazy
1: yeah it's eastern conference
0: uh, you know what i i you know what i know it's going to happen i'm sorry i figured it out i it's cuz there's a black and a white one i thought like the black jersey oh. was the east and the white was the west there's probably a black and white for east for and west east and they're just yeah, showing
1: so, you what it would look like
0: yeah so like when like the like the metro team was going to play the atlantic team the metro might wear the black uh, East Jersey, and then the West, the Atlantic team might wear the white Western oh, excuse me, white Eastern Jersey and then, you know, whatever or vice versa, whatever. And then as they, they whittle it down uh,
1: There's probably so many people that are screaming at their <laughs> their, their whatever they're listening <laughs> to. Screaming into yeah. their AirPods. Yeah. Air you, AirPods. you fucking idiots, it's it wrong! <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, yeah. But yeah no, but lo, looking I Listen, I don't want to say anything, but if I had to pick the best division, I mean, clearly the Metro, I think, would be the clear winner.
0: In my oh, uh, I feel like it never usually goes that way because I, I, I know it. I know doesn't. You know, if you have McKinnon and McDavid and and, and Macar, you know, like on the ice, you know, but and that's the thing; it's an All Star game. Who's no people are not really trying like, you know, I know I don't, I'm not a big fan of the all-star
1: game. I like the skills competition. I've come to appreciate that more than the actual game itself. So
0: uh, I just, I hate like how they've really, Oh, hold on. So every year with, they try to do one part of the skills competition that takes like, that makes use of their like this, like that's kind of specific to that city. Like for the first year in, in, they did the St. Louis Arch one, which was really dumb, which was basically just shooting into like almost like a driving range, but having like nets to shoot into, which no one could hit. Um, and then last year, we, they had that one where they were on the floating God. platform in the, yeah. in the fountains. This year, they have, uh, they have a few. They have Splash Shot. This new event will take place on the beach in Fort Lauderdale, which is a cool optics. Yeah. I pre- And the optics of the fountain were cool but it was just the dumb commentary. They got some comedian to do. It, it was stupid. Uh, four teams of two players, each competing in a single elimination tournament. Players will compete head to head, and each player will be required to hit targets before attempting to dunk their opponent in a dunk tank. Oh, the player to dunk their opponent first wins. If there's a tie, the teams will compete again. I will say dunking like Ov, like Crosby trying to dunk Ov, or vice versa. Like, I actually like that. That's kind of funny. I like that like, too. All right. There's also a uh, pitch and puck. Six players will play a par four golf hole w- with an island green using a combination of pucks and balls. The player with the lowest score wins. If there is a tie, then the player with the longest drive will be declared the winner. I don't know. That's probably gonna be stupid, but I, I am now morbidly curious to see how that works, how that looks.
1: The thing is though, the, the more stupid it is, I feel like the, those players might try harder, which if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like they might just get like a competitive edge. Where they're like, no, I want to beat you at this, like, golf game. Like, I'm really going to try.
0: Yeah. I found Igor's event. Uh, Tendi tandem. The eight all-star goalies will take part in teams of two by division. So Sorokin and uh, Igor will be partners. Each team will have one shooting goalie and one in-net goalie. So Igor clearly shooting and Sorokin in-net. Yeah. The shooting goalie will take a shot from a designated spot. He will earn three points if the shot goes in the hole, two points if it hits an in net target, and no points if the shot misses the net. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. I love I love goalie races. I love, you know, anything that involves the goalies doing non-goalie things, that I can get behind. Yes. And I think the rest are the usual what they have fastest skater, hardest shot, breakaway challenge, and then the accuracy shootings challenge.
1: Yeah. I could probably do without the fastest skater. I don't know why. I just feel like
0: I don't know. It, Which I'm trying to think of what uh you could you said you could do without the fastest skater? Yeah, I don't know. There's just
1: something like I don't know. It just I'm like, looking it just I'm seems looking. like it's an irrelevant thing to skate around the rink. Like the targets is fun, it shows accuracy. The fastest skaters, but it's just like, I don't know. It's not really like i don't know an in-game skill like we all know mcdavid is the fastest skater you know with the puck in the in the game
0: yeah i don't know yeah it'll be interesting to see um i feel like there's outside of hughes and maybe goudreau although he's not like a burner per se that like the metro is the slowest division in this thing (laughs) you know what i mean because yeah but yeah, we'll see. I, I, you know, I, I did want to ask you, as far as the Rangers were concerned, what events the players would you think they would take place in? Because you're not putting Fox in the fastest skater, obviously. No. Uh, um, and not the hardest shot, because he no. very rarely even takes... Will Paner- Panarin is 100% going to be in the dunk tank challenge. Yes. Obviously, splash shot. Uh, Where I could see Fox being in pitch and puck. Yep, I agree with that. And also, uh, accuracy shooting, is that Fox or Panarin? Who do you think? Oh, man.
1: I mean, I would like to see Fox do it. Oh,
0: one player next to each net will pass pucks to the shooter. So is it Fox passing it to Panarin, who then is shooting yeah, it on net? Yeah,
1: it'll be Panarin shooting, which is kind of ironic because...
0: I, I, it's I probably the it. other way around. Yeah. Because <laughs> Fox is a very accurate shot. It's not fast, but it's accurate. He can pick, he can pick him. You he know what I mean? definitely can pick him. And, I I think especially like this year.
1: I mean, yeah, Fox only has two less goals than Panarin this year, so it's not like Panarin's clearly the goal scorer. You know, they're both obviously past first players, but Fox for defenseman having ten goals and Panarin only having twelve. You can, I can tell you right now who you know who I'd rather see doing you know the the accuracy contest, yeah. but. I, 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 I'm fine with either of them really at the end of the day um, I definitely think Panarin's the more goofier guy so I think he'll be like, like itching to tell Fox I'm doing the, dunk, the dunking contest um, yeah and then do they have any like relay races no I don't see anything like that Okay, and they don't—they stop doing the breakaway challenge, right? Because that was—that
0: was by far the worst. I still—they th- do have the breakaway challenge, oh, but my God, but it, I don't know if it's the, the. There's the breakaway challenge, and then there's like the the shootout skills one. I think it's the breakaway, not the skills one. You I know don't. What I, mean? I don't like the gimmicky one. Yeah, me neither. Like where,
1: like they bring out. I mean, it
0: has produced some cool moments in the past. It does, um, uh, yeah. I mean, the Zegras blindfold was pretty cool. I'll give him that. Um, and then, uh, I'm trying to think. Classic moments. The, you know which one I really liked? Was uh, the Dustin Bufflin one-handed slap shot. Was pretty cool. Yeah. I think uh, Suban had a, uh, the pretty cool puck juggle one a few years ago. I don't know if he made it. But, but yeah, for the most part, it's like dumb props. And it's just gimmicky and hokey. So I'm with you on that
1: and then yeah that's all i can think of for the all-star game yeah and this is on it's next week right um on friday or saturday
0: i assume the skill the all-star skills will be the friday right and then it's uh february 3rd so whatever that is is the skills and then the fourth is the game so okay yeah friday february 3rd and then four and then uh, the saturday is the game so which is par for the course. Alright, um anything else? Uh, Hart, no. Um uh,
1: you oh, want to talk yeah, about the really, extension?
0: Yeah, we should really quick. Yeah. Uh Ben Harper gets signed to extension. Um I saw a lot of confusion from Rangers fans as to why. Uh I think it, it's like, is he the best guy for the job? No. Does this mean that Chris Drury's not going to is happy and not gonna make a add to that spot and they think Harper is going to just they're going to roll into the playoffs with him. I'm not quite sure. I think it depends on if he can get someone better, but for that type of money and just thinking if they especially if whoever they gets a rental and Harper becomes their seventh defenseman, uh it shouldn't really affect their cap situation too bad, but I think players were or fans were more upset about the what it means for their t- the Rangers front office talent evaluation, but I mean, Harper's been fine. He's had some good moments. He's had some not so good moments, but, eh, you know, I think they're everyone's like, oh, it's really stabilized that pairing with Schneider. I don't think so. I still think it's still the more adventure of a pairing. But I also think the way the first two pairings have kind of settled in and like Truba and Miller haven't been as egregious as, as they have been throughout the season so they've settled in Truba's clearly I think starting to feel a little bit better and playing a w- way more of a steady game which is really helps the Rangers down the stretch here but you know it's it's I'm as, on a personal level you get you're really happy for the guy there's a story about how you basically was contemplating quitting hockey and now he's got some security at least in the NHL salary for the next two seasons so you're happy for him and they clearly like him and his toughness and you know his ability to be heavy in front of his own net and he's he does you know he does give you a rough ride in the corners and he is very good at at least separating you from the puck or or when you try to get by him or if you if he's got the puck and you're trying to get around him he's just so strong and tall that it's not going to happen whereas some of the rangers uh the other partners they put with schneider who despite his size for a a young kid is still a kid so he doesn't quite have the man strength although he gets stronger every day Uh, yeah, it's just, it's clearly, it just seems to, and Schneider's comments seem to echo that, that he just feels more comfortable with him there, and it solidified him. So the organization's clearly happy with him, and they made their decision, so there it is. So at the very worst, you know, they roll in with him in the playoffs, which is not maybe ideal, but it is what it is, and at the very best, you have a, a seventh defenseman who you're happy with, at least. So nothing wrong with that, I guess.
1: Yeah, I... I agree with you there. Uh, I, I give him a little bit more credit than I think you do, only because, listen, the, the, the biggest question is, at the end of the day, what do the Rangers really need? And some people may say they really want that sixth defenseman solidified. But I, I'm fine with Ben Harper. I'm, you're asking the sixth defenseman, realistically, to play about 12 minutes a game in the playoffs? Yeah. I, I think he's perfectly fine doing so um he seems to be he fits in well with this team you know obviously they must like him if they extended him uh he's super cheap and he's six six. he's 28 years old he's not just a, a young kid he, you know he, you know hopefully he's a, a grown man he's actually maybe our oldest defenseman i'm not sure how he lines up with truba uh, and they're both 28 years old but um you know, I, I think the Rangers really, they need the help up front. They, they need uh, another top six forward. And I don't know how they're going to make that work with the cap, but that's, I think, where, what they need the most. And, um, you know, I guess we can end this podcast. Uh, you know, Andy, uh, I kind of wanted to ask you to bring this up. I know this we can save this for next podcast, too. But, you know, you can keep this answer short. Phil Piedel, as a restricted free agent next year. Do you think they get an extension before the season ends with Philippito? Because he's been uh, red
0: hot. Yeah. I, it's obviously the second that Trocheck deal got signed. It's, it, it, it's tough because they need to keep him. And right now, it doesn't make sense. So you know this means a player like Goudreau, this is probably their last season here. And you have to find, honestly, you have to find a way to move out more than just him to make the month, the dollars and cents work for whatever Lafreniere you're going to, you know, I mean, obviously we spoke about it, but as, as disappointing as it's been, honestly, in a lot of ways, it's like if he broke out, the Rangers would be at, would, would honestly be looking at attaching their first round picks to get rid of some contracts. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, because as it stands today, you look at the money tied up in Panarin, Crider, Zavanajad, and Panarin, and now you want to re-sign Keandre Miller, who's going to need a monster extension if you're going to keep him, you know? Um, and same thing with Heedle, and it's just the money, it just doesn't fit. <laughs> it doesn't work, so they're going to have to figure something else out. You would hope they have a plan, and you would hope that plan is not trading Philip Hedl, because that would be the dumbest thing you could do. I would honestly rather it's egg on his face, but you know, GMs never want to admit their own mistakes. They'd rather do another, they'd rather c- commit another mistake and trade a player like Heedle than literally uh, trade a player like Vincent Trochuk after giving him that contract. You know what I mean? But uh, if you ask who's been the better center this year, it's been Phil Heedle, right? Yeah. I mean, going away. So, and just. You could see that his potential, he's still getting better. It's he's going to get better. Is if you ask me is Headel a true first line player? I'm not quite sure only because I think Philip Headel has first line skill and athleticism, but his vision is only that of a middle six player. I think to be a true first line elite player, you have to have vision that puts you in that position where Headel does everything Although, I have to say, his vision has got a lot, lot better. I mean, you know, t- that's, that scoring off the face-off was pretty goddamn sneaky by him, which was awesome in the Toronto game. Um, and obviously, he, this, for the kids, the kid line, they need each other right now. They're each other's security blankets. That's seemingly the only way it works for all of them is when they're together, you know? So, you have to, I guess it's honestly in everyone's best, it's like you get more by keeping Heedle than you do by training him because yeah. he's a hell of a player. And when the, all three of those kids are together, but the second you take one of them off that line, it just doesn't, it stops working, you know? So they need all three of the kids because a, they're, they're going to produce at least at not a lot of, uh, AAV for your team, which every team needs, especially the Rangers more than anything, but they're going to have to figure out how to move a lot of salary out. What does that mean for line? What does this mean for Ryan Lindegren? What does this mean for Barkley Goodrow? What does this mean for, is it possible? I This might sound crazy, but is it possible that Chris Kreider gets moved out? It's just because right now you're looking at it and you're either giving up on a lot of these young players, especially if they don't win anything this year. It would be kind of wild for them to double down on the vets and not go start maybe trying it with the kids, you know, but. The way I I don't I don't really know how they're going to do it, but Eadie is going to need a raise. So, how where are you getting this money? I, Andy,
1: I definitely agree with you. Uh, it's unfortunate that we're now in this predicament. Uh, July of 2024, Prider, uh July 1st of 2024, Cryder submits a, I think a. a I think he submits half the teams in the league of which he would not be traded to. And the Rangers can trade him to any of the other half of the teams that are not on the list. So yeah, um, yeah I, I think realistically they're going to have to be creative here. And I know if you saw Drury's face when the Rangers blew the lead and the game to the Toronto Maple Leafs, but that definitely looked like a guy who was not happy with some of the product he sees on the ice. And I don't know if that look was, Towards a specific player or just the overall reaction from the game, but he's going to have to get creative here because he that face said everything. There's certainly a caliber of play that some of these guys are expected to be playing at, and if you're not going to do it consistently enough, we got to find you a way out of here. So uh, I don't know if that's going to be Kreider or Panarin or you know or you know or you know lindgren but some of these players are gonna have to go unfortunately so um it'll be interesting to see the moves that the rangers make with such little cap space to play with so uh
0: anything else before you send us send us off here andy uh no uh our next podcast will be very interesting just because we've had so much to talk about this season because every week is a new roller coaster as far as the new york rangers are concerned but we have uh a nice little 10 days up between games or get right. So yeah. it'll be interesting, but we'll have more to talk about in our next one. Uh, and it'll be fun to, to just have a little re- I th- it'll be fun for the players to relax. I'm sure a bunch of them are already on their way to, uh, you know, warmer, uh, warmer climates, which is good for them. So I'm sure we'll see some great pictures of the players, just living it up on the beach. Um, just getting some little R&R and some sun. Honestly, they should just fly. It's in South Beach. Just fly with Panarin. Just go support them. And, and you know, know, you could get chill the beach. And that's the thing. South Beach in Florida is a great place. A lot of players do go there <laughs> for, <laughs> you know. So, and I, that's the one reason. Because at first I was like, oh man, Panarin, you know, I, he struck me as a type to never really want to go to the all-star game. But it's in South Beach. His buddy, Barbar- his best buddy, Bobrovsky lives there. It's and we know one thing in the NHL that the Russians love South Beach. They're all going. You know what I mean? Yo, yeah. So they're going to live it up. Probably get pretty rowdy there, which is great. And especially, you know, you have Igor going. So he'll probably they're all staying with Bobrovsky, too. He's going to put up. I don't know how many NHL players this guy's going to put up in his house so it's going to be a lot. You know, so well. Apparently,
1: uh, I know there's a community down there. They actually call Little Russia,
0: and oh yeah, a bunch absolutely. of Russian
1: players live in that community. Yeah, so that's why, sure pa- that-
0: like you know, Pavel Bure. Uh, going back to those days, it's just they they love it. You know, and I don't blame them. It's it's awesome down there. You know what I mean? It's a great place to live. Just uh, get some sunshine, and you know, we've been as lucky as we've been here in New York in terms of it, not being too brutal for winter, it's going to start getting colder here, especially in the next week or two. So getting into February. So perfect time to go get some, uh, some sun, some vitamin D in your life. So, yeah. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to today's edition of the podcast. As always, you can please rate review and subscribe to us on Twitter. Uh, I don't know why I'm saying this because the pre-recorded message of my voice says this after we sign off, but as always, uh, we're going to need some content for our next two podcasts. So, yeah, if you have any questions or things you want addressed or just want to get something off your chest, yeah, just tweet us at Broadway Boys Pod, and we'll put it on the air because, uh, yeah, we love to do as little work as possible to fill time and content. So thank you, everyone. Uh, enjoy your week, and we'll, we'll see you all on Thursday. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast.